Welcome today. We welcome today Sarah Seeker, one of our cottage people. And Sarah, how are you today? I'm well, thank you, Sil. And Sandy, how are you? And we hope that we're coming over. <laughs> we kind of lost our music, but we'll get it put in eventually. So, um, Sarah, I was listening to the news this morning, and there was a huge sandstorm in Illinois in the country near Chicago but maybe that's but you're from Illinois but not the Chicago area is that right no uh, I was born about 200 miles south of Chicago right in the fat part of Illinois in the fat part <laughs> yeah that's what I say where it bulges out <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good description of it so what was the name of the place Canton Illinois Canton Canton and how long were you there? I was born there, and I did not leave there until I was probably 17 and started college. So lived in that one town all of my growing up years. How big of a town is that? About 10,000. Uh-huh. Still have any friends there? Yes, I do. I have some friends that stayed on. I can't understand why they would <laughs> want to stay there, but they, but they did, and I seldom go back anymore since my parents died and my old house is gone. I go back for uh, class reunions and that's about it. Well, that must be kind of fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> is that the one that you went back recently, a few months ago, when you had a broken Yes, I went back, uh, I think it was in August, late August, for my 65th high school reunion and I wasn't about to miss it because I'd paid for it and I had a plane ticket and I went. I had a little accident before I went and broke my elbow, but um, it was okay. Were you? Uh, yeah. I was on my bike, but it was kind of a fluke accident. I just, you know, I wasn't even riding. I was almost standing still and it slipped on something and went over and my elbow caught the brunt of it. So, but it's all well now. Well, we're going to find out more about your biking and other activities. <laughs> what did you study when you were in, in college, or where did, where did you go? Well, I went my first year, I went to Illinois Wesleyan, and I didn't know what to major in, so I declared music, not Not, not a thinking, surprise. Not, not <laughs> thinking about, you know, what I was going to do with it. And then um, after a year, I decided that I wanted to be a teacher, so I transferred to the state college, which was just about two or three miles away. And it was a lot cheaper, and it was it had what I needed mm -hmm. there. So, well, I think if people don't recognize your name, they will surely know that you accompany the quartet, and you've been an accompanist. Uh, what? What other things have you done in that line? Uh, well, you said you don't want to be a concert pianist. <laughs> no, and I didn't want to teach music, really. Although I taught piano lessons when I was in college to get money. I used to uh, teach children when I was, I think I started when I was at Illinois Wesleyan, and I think I kept that up for several years. I taught... Uh, 
children uh-huh. to play, and then I, um, I did a lot of accompanying in high school. I accompanied the men, uh, boys' chorus and the girls' chorus and the mixed chorus, and when people went to contests like they do mm-hmm. in high school, I would accompany the flute solos. And, the and it's so hard to be an accompanist. Uh, it's a special, it's very, special very difficult. Path. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's it takes a special fun. person to do I that. I like not being the center of attention, and accompanists get to kind of have that, you know, mm-hmm. they have that... Um, but it's a- so difficult. ability to be in the background, and that suits me better. You have to take your eyes off the keyboard for a minute, though, and look at your director, your, your musician. It's yeah, you sure performing. do. Yeah. Yeah. I've enjoyed seeing, hearing you as an accompanist to the barbershop quartet here. Yeah, thank you. Know, you. Wonderful. I, 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 I try to go every time. I know. <laughs> that they're I, see rehearsing. You, I see you there, Sandy. Oh, yes. <laughs> You're a good audience for us, and hope to start that up again soon now that so. Jim is back. Well, yeah. tell us about your family when you were in Illinois. Uh, my birth family? Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was a podiatrist, a foot doctor, Uh-oh. and uh, that's all he did. That was his career. And uh, he was the only one in town, so he had lots of business. people, especially older people. Uh-huh. And uh, he, was a, he was the old-fashioned hometown doctor, <clears throat> and if... An older person didn't have a way home. He would just close his office oh. and drive them home. Oh. Boy, that's <coughs> so nice. And if they couldn't pay, he would say, just bring me a sack of sweet corn next time oh, you come really? to town and leave it on the porch. Yeah, that Those is were the good old days. Yep, certainly yeah, certainly were. He, he w- didn't work for the money. He worked because he wanted to help. Yeah. My mom used to tell him, you should charge a little more. <laughs> but he never did. You know, he went up a dollar at a time. But, oh, yeah. what a good man. Yeah, but Was you made it. You, you, had, you had a brother. One brother, yes. One brother about uh, two and a half years older. Okay. Um, and now then, tell us about where you met your husband. At what stage <laughs> of your life did you meet him? I was at my first job teaching in Beloit, Wisconsin, and living with three other girls. We didn't know each other. We were placed there by, I don't know, remember how we were placed. They used to do that back in the day. Uh They would put you with other teachers. And so we were living in an apartment, and one of the girls wanted to borrow my car to go check up on her boyfriend who was at a little joint called Frank and Mike's. <laughs> was that Jack she was trying to find? That was Jack. Jack, okay. Yeah. She had been there. She graduated midterm, so she had been there the year before for mm-hmm. the last semester. So she had met Jack, and he hadn't called her since they'd been back, and she wanted to go see if he was at his usual hangout. And she wanted to borrow my car, and I told her I couldn't loan my car. So she was unhappy. So a couple hours later, I said, get dressed, and I'll take you to Frank and Mike's, and I'll wait for you. So we did. Jack was there, but I didn't know what Jack looked like. I saw her talking to someone. But she didn't give me a signal. And you weren't the happiest person around having to disrupt your evening. I was not happy to be there. It wasn't the type of place that I inhabited, usually. And I was sitting at a table, I guess, looking very unhappy with my forehead in my hand. 
and passing time and my husband-to-be was up at the bar with a friend. He was in town at a training school. He was working in Wichita, but they had sent him to Beloit to a training school. And he and other people were up there, I probably looking over the girls. <laughs> and the person he was with, the guy he was with, said, that girl isn't going to dance with anybody. They had <laughs> a little were, dance floor there. <laughs> looking like you were waiting for anyone, huh? <laughs> I looked like I was not happy. And he said, she'll dance. So he asked me to dance, and I did. And, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> All it took was that one dance. Uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, he, he, asked, me to to he asked me to go out the next day. He said, can I come over and see you? And this was on a Saturday night. And the next day was Sunday, of course. And I said, no, I, I can't go on Sunday. I go to church. <laughs> I thought that will scare the man away. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I do too. He said, how about Sunday afternoon? Oh. So I liked him right away. Oh, good. Well, well I, I remember you saying that you really liked going to church from a, a young person on up. Yeah, I was, the church was a second home to me, you know. Very, very important part of your life yeah. and continues to be. Yeah, it it's was. so uh, important. Yeah, it was my, it was my stronghold, you know, through all the ups and downs of life, mm -hmm. which we all have, mm -hmm. you know, the mm -hmm. church and my faith have been, have been pretty prime for me. I that's had a good upbringing. That, that's a good steadfast thought. It really yep. is wonderful. Um, now, you also said that you ha have been known, or is this the name someone gave you as a risk taker? Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should call it adventure, adventuresome. Okay, uh, but it does take a little risk in there from yeah. what some of the things you've done. I guess I always thought, I never thought of it as being risky, but I guess looking back that I kind of enjoyed a challenge and an adventure. And, and now, <laughs> your mother told you not to wade someplace, and and that you were very young. I but was young. You know, I don't know if that was rebellion or just curiosity. What did you do? Well, she told me. My parents told me never to wade in this pond, which was near the highway, and people would. She said people drive down the highway and throw bottles and cans in that off you know from their car and uh, if you wait in there you're going to get hurt you're going to get cut and i wanted to wait <laughs> even though it was still march and there was still a little bit of ice on the pond my friend and i went down there i don't think she waited but i did <laughs> and cut my foot oh. and uh <laughs> I said, maybe your dad would bandage me up so my parents won't know I've been waiting. And he did. He bandaged my foot, but I think I went home limping. And my mom said, you've been waiting, haven't you? Did that I teach was, you a lesson? No. No. <laughs> no. It was just another day. What about um, with your friend on your way to piano lessons? Uh, well, we had to go, unless we took the long way around, we could go across a field that had cows, and it had a stream that we had to go across on a log, um, and I Janice did not like to, she did not, she was not adventuresome, and I always said, let's go through the field, and there were cows in the field, and 
she was always sure the cows would attack us <laughs> and run after us, and I don't know. Maybe some of them had horns. I don't know. <laughs> Who won that? that? I remember being very disgusted with her because she would... She always went, but she always, you know. She was afraid. She was afraid that the cows were going to attack us. And the cows never did. They just looked at us with their big brown eyes and (laughs) watched us cross the field. They didn't care. Now, there was also a time about a janitor, which we used to call (laughs) in our schools, had a bell to ring, and I can't quite in my mind get the setting of that, but... Was that a? S- We'd gone home for lunch, same friend, uh, Janice, and we'd gone home for lunch, and on the way back there was a little grocery store, and I said, "Let's stop at Ducart's Market. We can see the school from there. It was about two blocks away." And I said, "We'll watch." And when Mr. Moore starts up, they used to go up into the bell tower to ring the bell with a rope. It was one in, of in those. A, in the church or in a school? In the school. In the school. Yeah, there oh, was the a school little bell, bell at the top. Okay. And he would go up these steps. And I said, he's so slow. So by the time he gets to the top and rings the bell, we'll be there. We missed it by a little bit. And <laughs> in those days, teachers would paddle you if you did something wrong. And so... We both got paddled in front. We were in third grade, and we got paddled in front of the fourth grade class because she was the principal and also the fourth grade teacher. So, yeah, we got paddled. I don't think I'd go back to that school. (laughs) In those days, you know, it... We didn't like it, but... Did it happen often, though, with Mm. other children? I don't remember. Maybe nobody else did what I did. (laughs) But that wasn't too bad just to be late. (laughs) I know. (laughs) To her it was. Well, she'd be in trouble today, wouldn't she? she Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you don't touch children today. Not even to hug them. Right. Yeah. 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 But we must have thought we deserved it. We never did tell our parents. Oh, they don't. Oh. I probably would have gotten it again if I had told my parents that I got paddled by Miss Wright. You know, well, I remember being afraid of that in the schools. That I saw the paddle hanging in the office, but you never. <laughs> when I didn't, you know, <laughs> I was so afraid. I was like your friend Janice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, when Stay you're not afraid, you get the worst of it, I guess. Yeah, but you had the fun of the adventure. So I know. That's so what I thought <laughs> your husband's name was Gordon. Yes, and you were married to him. 56 years. And you <laughs> you spent some time on your 25th anniversary. Tell us what that was like. We went to Hawaii. I'd never mm. been there before. And uh, we went to Hawaii and did everything that there was to do. It was fun. We went on the dinner cruise and we took a helicopter ride over the islands. And, and uh, I got to go parasailing. I'd always wanted to. And it was offered. And I said, you bet. Huh? Ula. Oh no, no. But we. No. Well, no. We watched them do the hula, but I didn't do it. We ate all the wonderful food and the pineapple and all the fruit, and it was wonderful. Now, was Gordon as adventurous as you? Probably not as. He was. He was an engineer, and you know, engineers are a little more. Steady. To the facts, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were a good match because 
you know, I I did the the craziness, and he he was more me. sensible. He, he never stopped you for he just let no. you have that kind of fun. And yeah. often he would join in with yeah. stuff that I thought was fun. He would do like it too. Like your biking trips. Tell us about your biking trips when Gordon would join you. Yeah, we got into biking probably after our children were grown. We got into long-distance biking, and uh, we biked around Colorado, and then we biked. Our first long bike trip was in um, Germany, from Germany over into Austria, and it lasted about a, probably a week or ten days with a group. We went with a group, a I think, hostel or one of those yeah. things. Was it? Sounds wonderful. It was wonderful. I always wanted yeah, to we do both something went, like that. We both went on that, and then we liked that so much. A couple of years later, we went to England and did a similar thing, a bike tour all, all around England. And then we did a couple of bike tours up in... Um, Vermont and New Hampshire in the fall. Oh, when beautiful. The beautiful. is so beautiful. pretty. And what about Iowa? And we were <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was long and hot. A friend of mine got me interested in doing RAGBRAI, uh, which is Register's Annual Great Bike Ride Across Iowa. That's what RAGBRAI stands for. And you start at the Missouri River, different town every year, and bike across Iowa in a week, about 450 to 500 miles, oh. and you get to the Mississippi River at the end of the last day, and you dip your back wheel in the Missouri River when you start, and your front wheel in the Mississippi when you arrive. <laughs> and I loved it so much that we... I got my husband interested after about two years. He he joined me, and we did it probably, I haven't checked, maybe ten times. Well, it was sort of a party, too, wasn't it? The yeah, different well, stops? Did oh, yeah. Most of the party took place with much younger people. We were anxious to get to the final, the end of the day, so we could put up our tent and go to sleep. <laughs> oh, you carried tents with you? or You, uh, they had, you had a truck that carried all carried your belongings. Mm -hmm. You had to be, they had to be on the truck by six in the morning, because the truck would leave and go to the next stop, and then you would go and find your tent and put it up, and then the next morning, you had to be up, have your tent collapsed, and your bag ready to be on the truck, because if you didn't, you had no way of getting your stuff to the next stop. So. Did they have a sweep? Did you call it that? The last person in line? Uh, not for not, not for, for that. Ride. They did on the ones uh, in Germany and all that, but no. In Ragbri, there's probably eight thousand people. Oh, that many! It's huge, and by oh. now it's probably fifteen thousand. I had no idea. Yeah, they closed the roads that the, they'll be going through for that day, um, and. Yeah, it's... But you're really out in the sun. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah. Oh. I did, I sort of had a heat stroke one time, I, or I would have. My daughter-in-law was riding with me, and she she said, you've got to pull over and get cooled off, or you're going to faint. Mm -hmm. So, but, yeah, how, I ended how up How did she know that you were about to have a heat stroke? How I could think she tell? I, I think I was just looking, I think I told her I felt sick. <laughs> She probably could see. She could see. It was coming. Yeah. Now, your son also offered you another challenge <laughs> in Colorado. 
Tell us what that was. He had a ticket he wanted to give to you. He had a ticket to do the Pikes Peak Ascent, which is, I don't remember what, what year what year it was or what time of year. I think it might have been in the end of summer. And he had bought a ticket, which I understand are kind of expensive because not too many can go on this. It's just, it's not a race. It's just a climb. Uh-huh. And he was planning to go. He had been several times before, but he he was helping a friend put a couch into a big dumpster, and he fell off the dumpster and broke his foot oh. the night before. Oh, and disappointment so for him. And so he called and said, Mom, can you use my ticket and do the Pikes Peak Ascent? I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just you know I've cast it off but he just kept saying you can do it you can do it I tried to get him to call his friends to offer the ticket but they didn't want it smart <laughs> or else they already had a ticket so I told him if I woke up early enough I would do it and I was curious about it and you know I wanted that challenge so I I did it I barely made it to the top by 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It started at 6. Well, there and was a time limit, wasn't there? You had to, you be, had there to by be on top by 2 because the storms come in, and they didn't want people to be caught in hail and, mm. and snow and rain and stuff like that. One but reason to hurry yeah. <laughs> if you can. <laughs> and it was very, It was there was snow on the top, and it was slick, and it was it was tricky. So you get up there and just turn around and come right back down. Oh yeah, you just get up and there's a bus. No, you don't oh. have to. You don't have to come down. The bus will take. There's you. another one called the ascent and descent where you do the whole thing. Oh. But that wasn't that one. That, that was that the one. It's just the ascent, and then there's a bus at the top that takes you down. And you made it. I made it, <laughs> barely. I think your son knew something about his mom. He does. He does. You're quite an adventuresome <laughs> He knows soul. that. He knows that. He's, he's kind of like me. So <laughs> Now, you and, and Gordon, your husband, did a lot of climbing, too. Tell us about that. Uh, we didn't start that until uh, we were probably... Well, Gordy was six years older than I am, so I was probably... I was probably 50, he was probably close to 60, when we decided we wanted to climb the Colorado 14ers. We thought that would be an adventure, so we had never done it. We had never done even one. We had no idea. But we did. We started. I think we started with Democrat. And after we did one, I have a little book that I kept track of all the ones we did. And I think we ended up doing about... 27 of them, which is about half of them. But in the, when I first wrote in my little book, I said, we're going to do five or six every summer, and by the time we're so-and-so age, we will have done all of them. And I thought, I had no idea what I was <laughs> dreaming about. So, do, do people dare you, or do you take, they say, do you take a risk if it's offered, or... <laughs> It's just yeah, you kind of yeah. Kind of venture own. I think you do. Not always, not always, but I think you know, life is kind of an adventure, and sometimes if you just say yes, and, and you know, and, they and know your game, 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Everyone should be like you. <laughs> and do I fail? Yeah, a lot. Sometimes I don't reach my goal, but it's, it's But fine. you know your limit. Yeah. 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 So, so you can tell. And you well, enjoy life. Yeah, it's you, fun. You to try. recently had a birthday, and you got an unusual birthday card from your <laughs> granddaughter. Tell <laughs> us what it said. My oldest granddaughter, who's thirty now, she she likes a good joke. She's a lot like her dad. She likes a little. Um, she likes a lot of fun out of life. <laughs> and she, I was gone that morning, and she left a card on my counter that said. Happy 100th. <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh. And I opened it up and she said, Oh, Grandma, you're, uh, I forget what she said. You're, you're on the way toward this number. And I just thought I would ramp it up a little bit. And I thought, That's I'm a lot. <laughs> she ramped it quite a bit. <laughs> she did. She did. But she's a lot of fun. I bet, I bet that uh, you have a lot of fun. How many grandchildren do you have? I have eight grandchildren. Five boys, three girls, all the way from 33 down to 14. Oh, how nice. What a nice family. And do you have a little younger grand? I have a great-granddaughter. Great One great-grandbaby that's Where about five. Where does she live? In Dallas, Texas. She's about five months old now. And, yeah. Oh. And it's fun being a great. I saw her when she was about a month old, and I probably won't see her again until summer when they make a yeah. trip back here. Oh, good. But you, this granddaughter you were talking about, is she a risk taker? Yes. How? Has <laughs> <laughs> she studied your life? <laughs> it's genetic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She goes, she, anything that's offered, she'll, she'll do it. And I think her latest thing adventure is going to be someplace in Peru. Yeah. No, she's done. She's trip done to that? Peru. It she was has. a running thing that she did in Peru. She's kind of a distance runner, and then she's going to Toronto in sometime in the next month or two to oh. go with her boyfriend, who is a competitive. Well, it's hard to keep up with all of you, and I'm afraid our time is going to stay. I think we have to It's been fun. It's been fun. You know how teachers will say to little children, run along. Such a pleasure. And you're in the class. Watching the watching the progress behind us. Well, it's it's an adventure there that we'll have to wait and see how we like that. That's right. <laughs> thank you so much, and Sandy, thank you, and we'll see you um, wander around next week. Yes, I'll see you and in exercise class. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's wanderings for today. So thank long. you. Bye.